Oh, hello again, everybody. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. So we are on right now. I mean, yeah. I'm in my basement, so I don't. I have no idea. Oh, it looks like it's live. I just hit refresh on the YouTube page. There we are. Can you see my basement, Jackson? I can. Lovely lamp. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's the lamp look. Solid lamp. I love lamps. Thank I, you. Thank I hate you. overhead lights. There are, no, I got some of those going. They're shining on my my cranium right now. I'm excited about how hot I look. Welcome in. Uh, Carl Pelker, who I believe started things off on TMA, is getting things going. I love you both. Uh, that's Carl Pelker. Hi, Timmy. Uh, hi, Carl. Uh, and Chris Bray. I love you both. I have listened each day. You know, despite the fact, Jackson, that uh, I had a lunch today, would you like to guess where I dined? Oh, okay. Can you give me like a general municipality, like a general area? Sure. You took someone there within the last month and a half. Circle 7 Ranch. That's correct. Nice. See, we'd be we'd be great on twenty five thousand yeah. dollar pyramid. We would. What'd you get? What'd you dine on? Uh, I always get the same thing there. Uh huh. And that is the uh, Buddy's barbecue chicken salad. That oh, sounds solid. Sounds it very is solid. so good. Yeah, it sounds yeah. good. So I had lunch with the uh, TMA client Jeff Lottman, J E F F L O T T M A N N. Com. And he's not a Tim McKernan show advertiser, so I just gave him a free plug, Paola on my own podcast. Uh, so I had that and then had a, uh, had a sound story call with a, a business in, uh, in another market. And then I texted Jackson and you're just sitting here waiting to do your fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth hour of shows today. We're going four hours with QFTA. Is that right? Uh, I had plenty to do today, so there was no, no, I had no qualms with it whatsoever. What do you have going on? I was just doing a bunch of uh, my daily stuff that I do with podcast posting and getting stuff ready to go for tomorrow. Well, I noticed we got a TikTok. You got a TikTok going? Yeah, I posted a couple things on TikTok today and Instagram, and so a uh, busy day on I like socials. what's going on with you in the social media. Yeah, just trying to do Added more another more. thing to the uh, list of responsibilities. It, it was already on there. I'm just I'm prioritizing it more than I had in the months but prior. you put balloon party in the mix i noticed I that, that was, was that was to me that was new i don't know if you've been doing it and i no, just didn't see it that's new that's new i obviously got uh blessings from executive producer mike Ryder. he said yeah baby do what you want promote promote i'm a big promote. mike Ryder fan yeah he's a great guy so we had a good clip from it today so i posted it and uh yeah so just trying to do more and more with socials uh as much as i can and uh really optimizing the time that i'm here so and, and is that a reflection on you feeling like you don't because of your ADD issues? Sometimes, sometimes. But like during the show is honestly like a really good time for me to do stuff like social posting, you know, because I'm in my own area. I can kind of have carte blanche to do what I want, uh, you know, not being on camera. And so why not use that and, and take advantage of it, really? Well, I'm a big fan of what you're doing with the social media. Thanks, man. I feel like I, you know the, the TMA and Balloon Party, and I, I and this this show for that matter. Now, you know, I mean, I think if you uh, presented these three programs to not only radio consultants but executives and and professors and deans of journalism mm -hmm. schools and communication schools, TMA Balloon Party and the Tim McKernan Show podcast grayed out is an A plus across the board. But if there's one thing that we're leaving out there, it's the social media thing. And, uh, and here's Jackson Burkett again, 
like a like a white knight saving the day. My God, am I proud of you? Well, thank you. I'm just you know, and I appreciate the such kind sentiment. Um, I just you know, take if you're gonna take the shot, take the shot. Don't don't pussyfoot around. If we're gonna wow, do so- now we're fired up. If we're gonna do socials, let's do socials. So I'm uh, fully embracing that role, that part of my role. And uh, doing the best I can with it. We've actually had some good traction on TikTok in the past, and the fact that I wasn't posting was a huge fumble on my part. So yeah, I ha- I mean, I'm, I'm I'm certainly not saying this to bust balls at all because I didn't even know we had an account until this morning around eight. <laughs> but uh, that surprises me that you weren't doing that, but you were. Where 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 were you posting stuff? I don't Instagram know. Instagram and for sure. Instagram and Twitter, yeah, and Instagram is still a, a very very useful tool, as is Twitter X. Uh, but TikTok is obviously where the where the young folks go and where things can catch fire quicker than any of the other. Is that right? Is that is that the deal? If you no? catch the algorithm in TikTok and can consistently post and continue to catch the algorithm, you can go from nobody to somebody in a matter of a week. It's crazy. It's crazy. Is that right? Really? Oh yeah. There's a video game streamer who I'm sure people around closer to my age will hear, who I had no idea who he was at the beginning of December, and at the end of December, I could quote all of his videos and stuff just because it came kept popping up on my TikTok and he became super popular over See, like a month. It's crazy. crazy. This is like uh, going in and naming a date from the last 16 years of me being able to give you my breakfast, lunch, <laughs> and dinner. Let's see what pops up on my TikTok first thing. Oh, my God. What are the chances? I, I, I don't know if I – guess what it is. Can I, sh- can I show this? Let's yeah, see sure. What, you see it? Can oh, you yeah, see it? balloon party. Look there at that. it is. Nice. And I don't think I'm subscribing to or following. What do you do on TikTok? You follow. Am I following? Oh, I wasn't. Or I was. Oh, we have 2,068 uh, followers. Yeah, a couple of videos with some really good numbers. Yeah, it's good All to right. see. Yeah, yeah, a couple. Sweet. Yeah, the Brianna Coppage stuff got really good traction. Oh, that makes sense. That right. stands to reason. Um, I posted on the TMA fan page on Facebook. Uh, because of a lunch with the great Jeff Lottman in a meeting following lunch, QFT Daily is about to get underway for an afternoon session. Come on in, the water is warm. And then the YouTube link, here's Diora Baird again. Will Kenny Strode or D'Angelo Hopkins talk with her first? Uh, what do you think on that? Who's going to talk with her first? Talk, it doesn't necessarily mean uh, verbal communication. It could be text, DM, what have you. Uh, where are you putting your money? KG and O-Town. Wow. Well, Didn't even hesitate. He seems Jackson Burkett. He seems to have the carrot dangled in front of him. And yeah. knowing KG, you put a little bit of uh, of a carrot like that in front of him and he will he will put forth his absolute best efforts. And it seems like um, based on Iggy's comments this morning after the KG and O Town <laughs> phone number reveal, he seemed a little bit uh, <laughs> Uh, disgruntled about the whole situation. I have no idea how he does that, but I will say this. There was somebody else, and I don't remember who it was, texted in later on, and they texted in the exact same number that KG and O-Town texted me. Yeah, I saw that. Now, it could be one meta play, and KG and O-Town was texting in from a different number. I I, I don't think that's the case, for the record. And then somebody texted in uh, a totally different number. One was, I think the one KG and O-Town sent in was a Miami area code, and the other one was a was a San Fernando Valley. I would bet she has a Miami area code, but I don't. I, I didn't know anything about this girl until two days ago. Did I tell you? I, I read the text exchange with Caden, but I don't think I told you, right? No, you talked I about it. I went to your little uh, booth after we got done doing the show yesterday to say, fuck, Caden got back to me right away. 
And uh, let me pull up this uh, text here, Jackson, because what she said, I think Doug was was taken aback. Let me read it to you here. I will make her the center of all of my energies. Holy shit. That's, that's high praise coming from her. I mean, you know, we hadn't talked in a, I don't know, about two, three months, and I just sent the picture, and she... I would shoot her in a heartbeat. What's her deal? And then I gave her the backstory. And uh, and she said, I will make her the center of all my energies. Tell her what we did with Maitland. And I said, I don't know her. So I'm not communicating with her. One of the listeners brought her to my attention. And I had a feeling you may be intrigued. And she wrote, get me in touch. And as I said on, the, on TMA today, I don't think we covered this on Balloon Party, which for the record was a miss. Yeah, agreed. Uh, but... but uh, is someone who who has a one-year-old sleeping a couple of floors above him right now, a wife one floor above him, and then a, a young tyke will be returning home from school here in 15 minutes. I just don't think me DMing, and I believe every DM is screenshotted and passed around. That's how I operate. Uh, that, that that would be good if I said, hey, uh, what is her name again? Diora? Diora. Right? Hey, Diora, uh, I'm sure you're familiar with with balloon party. Mm-hmm. Uh, but just on the off chance, you're not, my name is, is Tim. And, uh, I do a little program in St. Louis and, uh, we think it might be good if you got into pornography. Yeah. I just don't know. I just don't know where we go from there. Right. It'd be one thing if she had been like, she had done very small homemade situations, not playing Hey Diddle Diddle, but with another person and, mm. you, and you were mm. to send that. But to someone who, albeit small, had a mainstream movie and TV career. Wedding Crashers, Cobra Kai. Yeah, amongst plenty, probably, I mean, a ton of probably like SVUs and CSI guest appearances. It'd be one thing to, you know, if she had done porn and you're saying that, but to someone who at this point is solely on OnlyFans, maybe someone like Caden reaching out might be the better play. I know, so I don't know. So, I mean, I guess I could send Caden the number that KG sent me. Mm. It's probably best that KG screen that number and make sure it's her and then give it, because the last thing you want to do is send Caden some random person's phone number. Yeah. God, what a spot. Now, your thoughts, YouTube chat. Come on in, the water is warm. It's the Tim McKernan Show podcast, Longo Big Studios. Jackson is in the studios at uh, Hubbard Radio. I am in the studios at my home. Um, I'm thinking about, I don't know if this is fucking crazy or not. It's 42 degrees. I'm thinking about, uh, taking my boys to family golf. Uh, is crazy. Is, is, is that too aggressive? I think we went and it was colder last week. Well, we're staring down the barrel of some negative yeah, and zero exactly. degrees. And this is, this is it. And 42 degrees sounds good, comparatively speaking, to the forecast, Jackson. Yeah, and the sun's out. Like, this is probably going to be the last day you'll see the sun for a while. It might be a good good opportunity to strike while the iron is quite literally hot. Yeah, so I might, uh, I might do that. So, therefore, because of that, even though uh, my uh, older son won't be home for 15 minutes and I could see him strolling down here and uh, – either acting like a jackass or being shy. He's got a wide delta. Uh, Jackson has been on the golf course with him mm-hmm. before. Uh, that uh, He may make an appearance, but I, but QFTA, unfortunately, because I know you wanted to do four hours, yeah. but I just don't know if we're going to be able to do four hours because I might need to get get to a family golf for the last time for the next shit, man. I don't know. Oh, Friday looks good, but it's going to rain. Okay. And tomorrow's going to be 45. 
Saturday is the day of reckoning, right? That's when it drops to like zero. That's when it drops significantly, and uh, that's when the Miami Dolphins will be dealing with it on the west side of the state that night yeah. on the uh, on the Peacock game. Let me go into the YouTube chat here. Thank you to all of our sponsors. Of course, I made reference to Longo Biggs online at longobigs.com. James Carlton, the Carlton State Farm Insurance Agency, online at carltoninsurance.net. Huge QFTA fan. Very grateful to James for his uh, support and his listenership of this podcast. Uh, also, uh, Mark Hanna of Evergreen Wealth Strategies, online at evergreenstl.com. He was in studio on TMA today presenting Jeremy Rutherford and uh, Jamie Burkhardt, Clayton Patterson, who I just saw, Clayton, and I'm going out there to pick up my car here, probably after the family golf stint, uh, and uh, Peter Munganast and all the wonderful people in the service department, such as Ryan Seiberg, online at stlouisacura.com and altontoyota.com, and Seth Goldcamp of Design Air Heating and Cooling. Go online at designairservice.com, especially with these temperatures, Jackson, yeah. sweet mother of mercy. Yeah. You run into a problem with your furnace when this happens, uh, when these cold temperatures happen, Design Air service.com. Let me go to the YouTube chat. Uh, there's Carl Pelker. Hi, Timmy. Chris Bray. I love you both. I have listened each day. Thank you. Been waiting since Chud and Piddles for this. Yeah, somebody, I feel I feel a little more freed up on this show than I do on Balloon Party per right. se. Not to say that I'm really tied in there, but uh, there was a gentleman, Jackson. Jackson, one of your hobbies during commercial breaks on Balloon Party is to read some of the I'm looking for an adjective here. YouTube comments slash STL today, not our YouTube for the record, like STL today comments. That's a better way. STL today comments is a perfect way to describe it. Uh, that that are, that are sent into the yeah. text inbox. And Jackson will read them to me and I will giggle like a little, <laughs> like a little schoolgirl. And, uh, and he said, when's the last time you were called Chud? <laughs> it seems and like there was a gentleman. Yeah. Um, I think there is a good chance that he was in Washington DC, uh, three years and, and four days ago, yeah. uh, very active in, in the text inbox. I don't know what we said that really set him off, but, uh, Jackson, he called me a Chud and so I renamed the program today Piddles in the Chud. Is that what it is? Yeah, is that's it? right. That's right. Of course, yeah. me getting first billing. Yeah, that, that's it. Well, that's in your contract. That's so right. Piddles, in the, Piddles in the Chud. Uh, yeah, that's that's now a balloon party. There's D'Angelo Hopkins, KG and O-Town. Hey, boys, I mean, KG and O-Town, are you going to get Dior or, or is Iggy going to get her? Or will there be a third party? Yeah, there you could know? be. You, you always got to. you imagine if somebody else, <laughs> what a moment. Want to work on TMA, get Diora. It's just a, I mean, if you wanted examples of mobilizing audiences, that would be example, ex- exhibit A there. By the way, this is this is QFTA in a, a nutshell. So I, I don't know, how do I say this? Because I really, I am so loose on this show that we get done with it and I go, fuck. Like, it's one thing if I say it when we're recording it, but right. now when I'm doing it on YouTube, it's, it's out. You yeah. know what I mean? It's written in pen. Holy shit. So anyway, how do I handle this? I had a reason to text Jim Edmonds. And it's not like I the last time I communicated with Edmonds, he texted me. What was it here? It was a few weeks ago. Oh, and it was a picture of Doug on like the treadmill. (laughs) Jim. And so it's not like I'm regularly communicating with him. And uh, and he said, uh, I got to get on your radio show. And I go, "Okay, well, we have openings. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, cool. I go, I mean, I, you know, I go, you've been coming on for a long time. I haven't been on in a while. And I'm like, is there something that you want to talk about? 
Uh, and uh, let's see. Uh, anything you want to BS about in particular? And he said, either give me a few. Oh, no, that was in come in studio or do it via Zoom from your house. He said, either give me a few. I'm on the phone. I'm like, all right, fine. So I don't know. No one's ever really needed to come on TMA minus the five of us who work on it. So I don't know what that's about. Yeah. I w- let me tell you something. Okay. As, as weird as this might sound, because you talk about white whale guests, mm-hmm. Quinn Snyder, Kevin Demoff, Stan Kroenke, Diora Baird. That's right. Thank you. If I could get Edmonds in a spot where he's like, fuck it, I'm going to talk about everything. It will be, and I don't like to do this because it's a zero upside thing. It will be an interview that people will be incredibly engaged in and I think see a different side of him. I don't know if that's what he wants to do. I have no idea. I mean, I'm the one who initiated contact, had nothing to do with broadcasting or baseball. Um, but I, I just, let me put it this way. I just feel like he's got a lot to say, and I just I just don't know if he's ever going to say it. So anyway, do with that what you want. Any thoughts on that, Jackson, at all? Do you want to get to Diora Baird? Uh-huh. Uh, Jimmy Ballgame is one of my all-time favorite players. So Yeah, you became a fan in 2006. Yep, that's when I, yeah, that's when I started really watching baseball, and Jim Edmonds was as good as it gets when it comes to defensive outfielders. And still to this day, so and I like his personality a lot. I used to listen to when you two would do a show together on nine twenty. That's when John Seymour just skull fucked the entire world. Yeah. Every day, yeah. that guy had like a Hall of Famer or an A list or worst B list guest for us. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was unbelievable. I remember Mike Claiborne texting me during that. And this is not like Claves. If anything, he's got a, you know, kind of, I mean, when you do this for a while, you just, you, I don't know, you, I don't know, what they're, but take, take, take the situation for granted or whatever, however you want to describe it. And he goes, hey, man, you got a great thing going with number 15. He goes, take a moment and appreciate what you guys are doing right now, because that is an incredible show. And I'm like, wow. And I'm not saying that this is, it's, it's said because that is coming from somebody who isn't, you know, who is. You know, I mean, that shit, I've talked about it before. Claiborne and his stories down at spring training. What'd you do last night? I went to bed at nine o'clock. What'd you do? Oh, me, Jordan, Ahmad, Rashad went out with Namath. And you, just go, <laughs> the hell? you know, but it's, but it is real. Right. So is my point being Claiborne isn't really like caught up in stuff too often. Right. And, uh, and so that meant something coming from him. And that, I mean, granted, Seymour was likely to get those people on because Jim was there. I was 100% coattails. But the fact that Seymour had those contacts and was able to get those people on, and then they would come on and talk so openly because Jim was there, it was such a good show. And it had 0% to do with me. I just was able to be sitting there because if they would have said, hey, do you want to come on with Tim McKernan? Everybody go, who the fuck's that? And never respond. But because Edmonds was there, we got these ridiculous interviews. So you did listen to that show. Oh, yeah. You were in high school, yep. right? Yep. Maybe elementary school. Right? No, okay. I was in high school for sure. And I would right. I would absolutely listen. You guys were on remotes almost every day, right? Absolutely. That's how we made our money, man. Ugh, that's like having the I mean, sponsorships. Oh, and that was then. So that was the thing that eventually Jim started doing that Real Housewives thing. That's one of the things I would absolutely want to talk to him about. Right. Um. And I don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the situation, I just remember one time it became 
Like if he were to do an autograph show, he'd get paid X. But what places were doing where they were, they were having us do a remote and then they would tell everybody and then people would show up and ask for autographs. And then it's not like Jim was getting X. He was getting probably 10% of X, maybe even less for it because the companies were signing us up for remotes. And then that became the way for the memorabilia people to get around paying the ah, fees that they normally okay. would. You see, yeah. So he was just like, man, I can't do this. And then if we didn't have the remotes, then it wasn't really a profitable venture. And at that time I was, running 920 and doing morning drive and afternoon drive. Oh. Usually that's just one job and right. I was doing three yeah. and I did whatever I needed to do because that's how the thing, you know, I don't say it took off, but it, it worked, but uh, it was a lot. And so when he said, I'm kind of done, I'm like, no problem. I'm, I'm good as well. But it, but for that year or so we did it, God, I mean, really the credit, I mean, certainly it's Jim, but John Seymour is producing as he did at the outset of this, this podcast. I mean, his, his ability to book guests is unlike anything I had ever seen. And that's a skill that I would personally want nothing to do with. And I did, you know, and I know you wouldn't either. It's just, it's to like bother people to do interviews. Ooh. Yeah. Holy oh, shit. Yeah. It's crazy. You know? yeah. And, 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 those, and those caliber of people like booking me for a show is one thing, but like, going to Greg Maddox, you know, and Pete Rose and Brett Favre. I mean, holy shit. Pete Rose and Favre were, I don't want to say they were regulars, but they were on multiple times, you know, to the point that it's like, oh, we got Rose on again. What's he doing? You know, I mean, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. So fucking that, weird. that shows like the anti-Jackson production show where it's all remotes and guest bookings. Like that would be, yeah. that would be my nightmare, but see, oh, I'm, I'm incredible I'm at it. Man. I'm right there. I'm right there with you. Uh, can we talk about the sweater Jackson's wearing? And this is in the YouTube chat. Uh, Howard Thompson. I raved about it on Balloon Party. Uh, Jackson, you want to stand up and show uh, everybody what you're working with? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I might use it. Yeah, a little cardigan action here. Mm, mm. A cardigan action with a with a little thermal underneath it. Yeah, really like the cardigan. So, uh, yeah, there's not much to it. It's just a nice winter apparel. And you told me that a lot of people in your age range are wearing these. Uh, cardigans are for sure in. Yeah, cardigans are for sure in. People, uh, that's a good look for a lot of people. And I, I feel like I could wear a cardigan as well. Hundred percent. It wouldn't be like wearing like short shorts. No. And Crocs. Like if I showed up in that, people would go, "Oh shit, Tim's going through a divorce, <laughs> and he's trying. He's trying to date, you know, the the bartender at the at the neighborhood cocktail lounge." I feel like a cardigan I could wear. And especially as a Mick, I feel like a cardigan is, is falls under the umbrella of, of Mick attire. Sure. I think cardigans look great no matter the age. I think it's a, it's a timeless, it's a timeless wow. piece. I agree with you actually. I, I think it's a great look. Female, male, doesn't matter. It looks good on anybody. Um, boy, we got We got an active audience here today. This is wonderful. The afternoon, the matinee show. Yeah, has the people oh, going? Uh, let's see. I've lost my Randy character, uh, who will who clearly is not happy that we are taking the holiday on Monday. <laughs> he said, "What are you planning on doing on the holiday on Monday?" It was we were getting ready to start balloon party today, and I go, "Oh, I guess that means you've been asked to do the hour, <laughs> and are none too pleased with it." Yep. Uh, yes. Uh, so I guess that means uh, the uh, opening drive will be doing balloon party as Jackson and I will be off, and TMA is off on Monday. Um, 
Yeah, I, I, here, here's my reasoning. Nobody who cares is watching this or will be listening to it when they you know go back to podcast. But I only used, I, I yeah, I, fuck. <laughs> I had 30 days of vacation to use last year. I hope that doesn't come off as like a Napoli brag. I don't know if it does. It's just here's the math and do with it what you want. Okay. Yeah. And I and I used 15 of them. So the math is pretty easy, yeah. I would I would imagine, for everybody. And therefore, it's like, if I'm not going to use even close to all of my vacation, then when we have a holiday, I'm going to use it. You know, I'm not going to do anything, but my six-year-old is off, and I want to spend the time. We, I loved that time between Christmas and New Year's with my family, and I don't even know if we'll do anything, but that's, that's my reasoning. And so, anyway, we're off. Oh, I hear a rumbling. Maybe, maybe my older son's about to make a debut on the... Uh, on the podcast. I don't wonder if he'll come down here or not. Uh, that could be really interesting. Anyway, Randy character asks, is there a reason the cat was the usual target when someone was quote unquote furloughed from the show? Did management just not like him or was he pushing buttons? Uh, Randy character. Well, this comes the day after I said, I'm not going to like get into things and then not. Right. But that's what happens when I just start reading the YouTube comments. <laughs> it's a way to like, totally, if you want to like get me into something just, and then I just like, just read live on the air. Oh God. Uh, I think, I think this is something that I can say that is way public because the cat has been as public about it as possible. The cat is not a fan of John Hadley's and that at its core was the reason for the multiple furloughs as far as like, how come it happened to him more than anybody else? Um, again at the core. And then, so whereas, I think if the cat were sitting on my couch next to me, all of this he would agree with. Whereas Doug and I, and really Doug more so than me because of Doug's personality and me more so than the cat because of my role of feeling, feeling responsible for everybody having a job as much as I can have that responsibility, right. he would be more... Um, oh God, what was the, the Restrained. That's the word the cat said. I remember him saying it a couple different times. He goes, I admire your restraint. <laughs> <laughs> and I got to tell you, I consider that to be the greatest compliment because I know how difficult it was, yeah. you know? Might be the title um, of the podcast. Oh, there we go. Um, and so that was a bit that, 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 but, but at its core, that was, that was the, the story of, the cat's multiple furloughs. But I mean, you know, minus Doug and myself, uh, I mean, John Seymour, who we just spent raving, Gangster Pete, the Plowhawk, who else? I know I got to be leaving somebody else who got fired. Iggy. Iggy, yes, all got fired at a time. And I, I think most of them we were able to keep behind the scenes, but some of them got public before I was able to, to, to bring them back. Right. Yeah, Plowhawk, the cat. Iggy, Sea Monster, Gangster Pete. Yeah, it's five people. I mean, yeah, holy shit. That's crazy. And in 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 multiple cases, I think CMR was only one. Um they were multiple times for each one. Gangster Pete might have only been once, but he wasn't on the show that long. Uh -huh. But the cat was multiple times, Plowhogs multiple times, and Iggy was like was fired. He was fired in a voicemail to me. On September 11th, 2017, um, 
I just pick up my phone and the cat and Iggy have been fired. Oh, uh, oh yeah. Brutal. Yep, yep, yep. That was my first day back from paternity after my son was born. Oh. What, a, what a greeting. Yeah, Jesus. So, yeah, I mean, at, at its core, it's uh, it's that. So if somebody asks, I want to try Jackson to answer the questions, but now people know my weakness in this thing, yeah. and now they're going to get me. I know it. You, you motherfuckers are smart. Uh, the Stanley Cup became a million-dollar fucking cup overnight right on TikTok. Are yeah. you watching? Are you looking at the YouTube chat with the Stanley? What does that mean? The Stanley, the water bottle, like the big ass. Oh, really? Forty ounce cup. Yeah. Now I have one of those, right? But it's not a Stanley. This is just well, like I've had tumbler. this for a few years. Yeah, a tumbler. I got the same. Okay. I got the St. Gabriel's one. Oh wow, humble brag. That's right. So what's what's why why did that happen? This is this this kind of stuff intrigues me. What uh, what happened? Why did that happen? How it, did it happen? It uh, became popular on TikTok. Because they did some marketing with TikTok, and people bought it. And then, how trends go, monkey see, monkey do. You start buying it, and then Starbucks just recently, like yesterday or today, did an exclusive cup with Stanley, and it's now gangbusters. It's the new Hydro Flask. It's the new because, like, you think about it, like everyone wants a water bottle. How many water bottle brands do you know? If you can know one by name, right. you can go buy it. And if all your friends have it, you're probably going to buy one as well. So it's just really solid marketing and knowing who and what. The cat. Yeah, I was wondering how those things got so damn popular. Yep. It's just uh, targeting the right people at the right place, which is TikTok and targeting men and women, but younger people. And it just goes gangbusters. And then you partner with Starbucks and now you've hit singularity. A year ago, and maybe even less, I was like, anytime you would bring up TikTok, maybe KG Notown would bring it up, or I'd just see his stuff. But I didn't have. I don't think I had a TikTok account. Maybe I did. I don't know. And I'd just be like, all it was that my stereotype was like, you know, guy who's totally out of touch with this crap was, oh, it's mom's dancing, right? You know, right. And now my wife goes, you know, you shit on social media all the time, but I can't even have a conversation with you out while looking at TikTok. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's happened in a short amount of time. Yep, yep. It's oh, crazy. God. It's crazy. It's so good, though. Yeah. I mean, that's really like the only thing I really... Once you get the algorithm right, where like all you get is the stuff you yeah. like, it's like crack, man. Because like it's like perfect toilet scrolling kind of style where you have five minutes and you don't know what to do with yourself. So you just flip on TikTok and it's instant instant gratification. Uh, I did not know that story. The background of the... St- I read Stanley Cup and I'm like... Right. Everyone thinks of the right, Lord Stanley's it. chalice. Uh, boys, you look stunning, Timmy. Your skull looks very symmetrical today. That's from Big Worm. That's because uh, here at my home, I have uh, lighting that makes my skull symmetrical. If if it weren't for this lighting, you would see it looks like a ramp, like you get one <laughs> hot wheel off the side of it. Uh, small clips of funny moments from the show will attract the twenties. I guess that means twenty somethings. That's from Adam Barry. I agree one hundred percent. It's the same thing. I mean, truly. A defining moment for this show, in inside of my mind anyway, um, but it was real. It, I mean, it happened. It was, it was, you know, it wasn't abstract. I watched it and witnessed it. Was the tenth anniversary of Inside STL. So this was August of 2015, and we had this tenth anniversary thing at uh, the brewery that uh, beer garden that courtyard. Yeah, the beer garden. Thank you. And it was packed. 
but that, you know, we had, we invited a bunch of people and clients that wasn't necessarily, then we go from there to Truman's not very far away. Right. And it's our party and we couldn't get in because there was a line around the block to get in. And I just had no idea. I had no idea. I truly, I mean, I, this, this, I hope, I mean, as I say daily on this thing, now that we're doing it daily, this is just my true thoughts, yeah. for better or for worse. I had no idea, none that that would be the case. And Jackson, how many people were in their twenties right. because we're doing a fucking AM radio show, right. you know, right. we're on nine twenty. <laughs> I didn't even know nine twenty existed before we went there. Yeah. So I'm like, how do you guys find us? And they're like, Oh, it's podcasts. Right. We don't know about your radio stuff. It's a podcast. I mean, it's, it just plays like a podcast because it's like hour, hour and a half segments to podcast. So yeah, we know you're on a radio station, but nobody's listening to the radio. Right. And I go, holy shit. Yeah. That was, so I kind of feel like that's the, what you're doing right now. And that's why I bring up the social media thing for, I, I'm not anti-social. I'm anti-anonymity on social media. That's, mm -hmm. I'm anti tough guys on social media. I'm anti people losing their ability to generate income because of espousing an opinion on social media. That's what I'm anti. Uh, I, I mean, the show has benefited from it, but the show and charitable endeavors have benefited from it without question. So I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. When I'm when I talk about social media and I go off on my tangents, it's about, you know, guys, usually guys like the, like the guy today, like the STL today commenter, that, like STL today commenters, that kind of thing, except right. they're doing it now from burners on social media. Yeah. That's, that's what I mean by it. Yeah. But the show, our show, which I feel like would be perfect for social media, whether it be when we're having a serious discussion or the Webster Groves versus Cottleville <laughs> thing, that I still don't know how that started. Or um, you today not knowing what a heel in WWE is, uh, which I saw you put up there, and Joe Roderick immediately DM'd me on Instagram. <laughs> he was horrified, by the way. Wrestling for Joe Roderick. I love Joe uh, Roderick. Claves online. Uh, yeah, wonderful. Uh, per he was he was chased out of the building by Dan Marshall in 2013. Um, yeah, I just feel like we've got plenty for it, yep. which is why I wanted KG and O Town. I'm just like, okay, Jackson's got enough on his plate. Let's let KG and O Town do this. And what we can do, it's just, I, I feel, I feel so strongly about it and I might be misguided, but I'm like, that's, that's my thing, uh, obviously, cause I know I've told you about it, but for the audience's purpose, uh, Howard Thompson writes, KG, all talk, no action. Oh, I'm going to have to refute that. Yeah. I'm going to have to refute that Howard Thompson. I disagree on that. I'm anxious to see what happens. Uh, let's see. God, we got a lot of, uh, do you guys throw in Zins? No. That's a nicotine pouch thing. Okay, I don't know. Oh, that's like, a, I guess that's in reference to like, somebody talked about the cat chewing tobacco today, I guess. Oh, yeah, TMA. the guy who dips, I think is how he is referred <laughs> to. Uh, let's see. Get them outside before you can't for a while. Talking about family golf. Oh, my kids. God, this, see, this is... I'm currently building my small outdoor ice rink for the kids, preparing for the cold weather. That's from Chris Bray. I'll screen the number and get back to you, fellas. D'Angelo Hopkins on Diora Baird. Well, he's on this. Um, Alex Wolk, how worried are you about Blake Baker leaving? 
I got a couple thoughts on this. God, I want to kind of, it's already 319 and I can hear my son running around upstairs. So I would, uh, otherwise this could turn into a long one. Um, I think Blake Baker deserves a hell of a lot of credit. I thought the team showed great progress in 2022, but it didn't feel like it because they finished, what, six and seven, right, I guess? Yes. Yeah, I mean, you know, all lost to Wake Forest. Yeah, you know, whatever. Other than <laughs> that. But, but I was like, okay, I mean, you had the Kentucky game, you had the Auburn game, uh, and I felt like there was a no, oh, the Georgia game. I mean, all were losses, but shit. Those were all there, including Georgia, to be there to be won. On the other side of it, you had Vanderbilt and Arkansas. But still, that wasn't the way things were in 2021. And a lot of it was because of the defense. This year, and relatively recently, when people were really playing all out, and I'm not trying to shit on the bowl game win, but that just wasn't the Ohio State team that was in Ann Arbor. And I think maybe people feel perhaps more strongly about that now that they've seen Michigan beat Alabama and Washington since then. Uh, this is not intended to be a shot at Missouri. It's just like, this is what it is. That wasn't Ohio state that, you know, one in South bend and one at home against Penn state and, and, um, and, and, and lost by six in, in Ann Arbor um, that they, against Florida, the defense couldn't stop anybody. And, you know, against LSU, that's LSU. It's a Heisman Trophy winner, but it's not like the. So I'm just not, and, and you know, it's not like we were raving about the defense when they played Vanderbilt or played Memphis. You know what I'm saying? Right. So th there were flashes like the Tennessee game and certainly the Ohio State game, but there also were flashes. I'm like, ah, I don't know. And, I, and don't get me wrong, Missouri was minus some key players, but I'm just not. I, I'm not. I'm not sure. That's my honest answer on it. I'm not sure. I really hope. The success of the team this year, but then also last year, and I thought it was a sign of progress last year, is not because of Blake Baker. But then going into this year, Jackson, remember, as weird as it sounds to say now, we were concerned about the offense, but super high on the defense. Remember that? I mean, I know it sounds like a different time and a different place. Yeah, yeah. But as the season the started. Offense started getting it going, you go, holy shit, well, the offense is working, the defense is working, Mevis is hitting 62-yard field goals. What maybe this team? That's when we did the why not Missouri thing. I mean, it, that took that took time. It was when they when they went and beat Kentucky and came back. That's when I was like, okay, now now they might be able to beat Georgia. Yeah. Um, that's what that's when I that's when I bought in those final three quarters in Lexington. So I'm not sure. What's your opinion? Well, I was I actually put this in the uh, the Little Pills Wide Berth Wednesday. They talking about like when you lay out the case. There is some like slight concern, less so from the Baker leaving, because I think that that position could be filled and, and done well. Not to shot at Blake Baker, I think he's great, but right. I, I think that can be done. It's you look at two of the top, the two top defensive backs are gone. Uh, Tyron Hopper, your top linebacker, is gone, and then your two defense, your two best defensive linemen, and Darius Robinson and Johnny Walker are gone. Now you've bolstered. Some of that with Toronto Pride, the cornerback, and you got uh, the guy from Miami, a linebacker, and obviously Williams Winery, a defensive end, but he's a freshman. And so there is a lot of turnover on defense on top of a brand new defensive coordinator who we still don't know who that will be. So there is, to me, some concern just from a familiarity standpoint with the defense because a lot of the guys who you've leaned on these last two years with the defense has been very solid will no longer be there. The cornerstones, guys like Hopper and guys like Chris Abrams-Drain, will not be there. So there is some slight concern, but 
I mean, turnover in college football is nothing new. Like, it's not a surprise by any means. And uh, if you gave me the option of getting the guys you could get back on defense or getting the guys you could get back on offense, I would take offense every single day of the week, and they will have the main core of yeah. guys back yeah. on offense outside of Foster and outside of Schrader. So, I, My uh, brief aside before uh, moving forward, and we have a couple Missouri questions in here, which is – which is my brief aside. I think it is so great that, and it's it, it really truly has nothing to do with me going to Missouri. I was a Missouri football fan before I went to, to school there that, that we're having this conversation on January 10th. Yeah. Yeah, man. Agreed. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. The fact and that it's still in people's who, mind. Right. And that, and that people aren't, you know, I mean, even even having this conversation many years on October 10th right, would right. have been like, oh, why are these guys talking? And I would have said that that's the case in, in 2022. I remember telling James Carlton that I'm like, hey, man, you you spend your money how you want to spend your money. But I'm just telling you when we're doing when we talk, when we have Gabe on on 101, you know, I I, I there's just nobody who gives a damn. Right. And this is 2022. A year where I, like I said, I thought I thought we could tell that there was some progress being made, in particular on the defensive side of the ball. This year, there was so much engagement. I think our show, uh, both TMA and Balloon Party, um, and certainly the podcast that we did, Jackson, Why Not Missouri, it gained like people who may not have been regular listeners, like oh, at least that show or those shows or those guys will talk Missouri because I know some Missouri fans feel like St. Louis ignores it. I think that's such a mistake, as I've said, regarding St. Louis ignoring Illinois. I think right. that's a mistake. But I get why it, Missouri can fall on the back page in Kansas City when you have the Chiefs. And on top of it, the Chiefs in this particular moment with Mahomes and Kelsey and winning Super Bowls. But I have no idea why it didn't take in St. Louis outside of what Kerry Davis said, win, yep. win. That's it's, it's really that simple. You win and people pay attention. Well, they won this year. And on top of it, they weren't blown off the field in any game. No, no game was Far embarrassing. The LSU game was a three-point game until the pick six in the final minute. And uh, and the Georgia game was, was there to be had as well um, before that interception uh, by uh, what, Nazir Whiteside, right? So... Uh, the, 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 I still think Missouri is one of the best teams in the country this year. I guess they finished eighth, so that's not necessarily a real bold play. But I think Missouri, if you, Missouri and Michigan play ten times, I think the 2023 Missouri team would have beaten Michigan three or four of those times. Um, so, and I think that's the case for any of those teams in the top eight, including Florida State, when they have everybody healthy yeah. and uh, not opting out. It just was a unique year, which is why the fact that Michigan went undefeated this year in a year in which I think there was so much parity is is really a, a bit of an outlier because I don't think the Wolverines of 2023 will be viewed in the same way that pick, take your pick of an Alabama team or recent Georgia teams and certainly the 2019 LSU team are viewed uh, because I think this is probably a one-off for Michigan, uh, most likely starting at the head coach position. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, anything else? Why is there a virgin wearing a shawl? That's from Ragnar. Do you pronounce that Deniskeld, Jackson? Uh, it's a cardigan. Grow up. <laughs> Clip that off. This guy. What did I do to him? <laughs> What did I do? I lost your audio for a second. I'm like, oh shit! Did did Jackson actually really get, no, get I, into a dark place? Whatever. I, I uh, when I put on a cardigan, I don't expect you know universal praise. 
I know going into in it. In particular from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., which is why I made sure to draw attention to it at no, 10.01. I get that. It's the right play. Uh, let's see. Carlos Spicerweener says, somebody just dial the damn number. That's in reference to friend of the show, Diora Baird. <laughs> I mean, if I just call, if I just called the number, especially if you're an actress and somebody with an OnlyFans and somebody with her appearance and a number from St. Louis that you don't recognize pops up, <laughs> what are the chances that she's picking it up? Uh, hey, you're, I'm glad you picked up. This is Tim McKernan. I'm in St. Louis and I do an HD2 radio show. Don't worry about it. I'll explain it at a later date with HD2. But uh, we wanted to know if you wanted to get into pornography. <laughs> I just don't know where I go with the conversation. Right. Well, let's flip on to you. Like, let's say what's a comparable market? Orlando. What if you got a call from an Orlando number that you didn't recognize? What percentage are you picking up? I don't pick up from St. Louis numbers I don't recognize. I, I have the same policy on my phone as I do on my door. Yeah, it's the right it, policy. Upstairs. I'm, I'm not opening it. I'm not answering. Why? Yeah. Like, like if we can analyze this. What do you have to gain? I feel so passionately about this, and it's going to get me going, and I don't want to do that because I want to try to get to family golf. But what upside is there? I have no, I feel it's like, like not being able to say the word fuck. Like why? Like we just go along with it and it's fine. And I don't do it on the radio, but there's, you can't give me a reason. So you can't give me upside. What am I going to get by answering the number? There's just no way. I suppose if you're in the mindset, oh, it might be a hospital or a police department and one of my family members is hurt Mm. or something along those lines, like in the one in a million shot. But the other 99.9% of the time, it's going to be somebody wanting to sell me something or, you know. Right, 100%. It's not not even a sweat. I'm in such a peaceful place on this this decision. Anything else? Let's see. Is uh, Hunchback of On Castles, Jackson 72, is he Benjamin Button? Boy, this cardigan. I'm I'm 100% pro cardigan. I might find a cardigan and sport it. Yeah, you should. I think you look great in the cardigan. Yeah, I mean, you put my Mick hat on with the cardigan. It looks like I'm a member of the IRA. Yeah, that guy said it's insufferable. He can't. He, he's in. It's insufferable. Ah, ah, I, I lost the inside and see the insufferable. Part. Yeah, he said. He said that cardigan's insufferable. It's indefensible unless I'm missing a different. Can, can you imagine someone wearing an article of clothing and you describing it as insufferable? I think he's saying indefensible unless I'm looking at a, the wrong thing. Oh, okay. Then that's my fault. Uh, Jackson, are you apologizing to Ragnar Daniskold? He'll if he apologizes first for such crass. Oh, now we got Lisa Ann and Iggy playing out in the afternoon. Well, so it's such crass language. Like, what did I do to this guy? I, my name's out there. I'm sure his name is well, Ragnar. Said, he said, "Why is there a virgin wearing a shawl?" That's all he. Can that be the title of today's podcast? I damn it! I don't. All right. <laughs> What about, how about It's a Cardigan Grow Up? I think that might be a little tighter. No, I really enjoyed when I went through the comments. Why is there a virgin wearing a shawl? Damn it. All right. I'll you know, do. at some point, somebody from Hubbard is going to scroll through the Tim McKernan show titles and go, okay, we got to have a meeting. Or, or they'll be like, this conversation is going to be too brutal, so let's just let it play out, <laughs> which I'm hoping is the case. Uh, let's see. Final thought. Uh, Don PP. Oh, Don PP. Jackson, I say it out of love. Do not wear the God. I just disagree. I, I mean, I'm so pro cardigan. Like why, like why does it bother? Uh, whatever. I just, I could, it, like, it's so weird to me that people get like, I have opinions on like stuff like that, but whatever, whatever. Do your thing. Uh, Matt, Live your life, Matt, baby. 
Matthew Pasley or Matthew Paisley, but he says, Tim, never attended Mizzou or felt like I wanted to attend football games until the past two years. I went all in and bought season tickets for 2024. Exciting times in Columbia. God, I love hearing that. And here's why. I mean, yes, I'm a fan of Missouri, but what I think we can have in Columbia, Missouri is what they have in many SEC campuses, stadiums on game days. I mean, it's an event. It's an event you look forward to, even at this time, looking for, man, I can't wait till November when Oklahoma comes to town or October when Auburn comes to town. And I realize the non-conference schedule this year is super weird. But when they're And imagine if Missouri's hosting a playoff game in December. Oh, mm. fuck. Oh. I mean, yeah. and it becomes an event. And that's the thing. When you talk about Missouri right now or before, and I'm still to an extent now, it's like, oh, I didn't go to Missouri. I don't fucking care. But if you're, and I've done it because I worked in Arkansas. When you're talking about Arkansas football in Arkansas, and to an extent, because I was there for Nolan Richardson, Arkansas basketball, it wasn't like, well, I, you know, I went to Ole Miss, so I don't care. It, it, that's that's like the Cardinals. That's like the Blues on the other side of the state. It's like the Chiefs. I uh, Kansas City, of course, having a lot of KU alums and, and K State alums. Um, but but it's it's a statewide thing that has nothing to do with whether or not you went to school there. It's a team you cheer for, and we saw that happen with City this year. We've seen it happen with the Battlehawks. It's another season, and it's the highest level football on this side of the state, uh, and it's SEC football, all while college football is experiencing, granted, a lot of it's annoying and controversial, but growth. Uh, and now you may have a team that could compete for a championship and give you Saturday afternoons in the fall uh, the experience of that big time, holy shit, we got a huge game coming up. You know, right. Oklahoma and Missouri are playing for, you know, one's number three and one's number seven. We got to be there. And you tailgate all day and everybody comes down to Columbia. That's what I look forward the to. the best. And, and that, that you're talking football, college football for Missouri in January. I mean, holy shit. That's I love that. And listen, man, the reality is, which may not be popular. I mean, probably isn't that big of a deal on this show or TMA, but on Balloon Party, it might be really unpopular but we don't have the nfl we don't have nba and so there is an opportunity and missouri needs to and now is capitalizing on that and so um it's an exciting thing that even if you're not if you didn't go to school there you go holy shit i mean college football is is growing in popularity and even if you're like i don't really care if they win or lose you want to go down there and tailgate and go down there and hang out uh whether it be the friday you know, and you stay for the whole weekend or you just go down there that day and hang out. So that's that's what excites me. And we got we got little tastes of it in 07 and 08 in, in 13 and 14. But you need to sustain it. Um, and that's what I'm really hopeful uh, we are seeing the foundation. Later. All right. I got to I got to go. Otherwise, I could do this forever. And I love doing it. But I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. I want to do more. Jackson, why don't you stay on and talk about your shawl? No. No, you're no. done with these people. You've I, had enough. Of them. You know what? I, I'm going to just I, I wear what I like to wear. And if you have an opinion on it, cool. Won't affect me. I'm going to still wear what I like to wear. And I hope you wear what you like to wear. Oh, my you, God. And what you Beautiful. think looks good on you, you know, and maybe save the judgment. And how about just say nothing? Well, there it is. But Jackson. honestly, the hate is good, too, because either way, it's engagement, baby. 
And we are, we're now engagement farmers. Yeah. Yes. I have this newfound social media priority is basically me becoming an engagement farmer. There it is. Jackson and I are engagement farming. We'll, we'll plant some crops and we're looking forward to harvest. Yep. Time for us to go. Thank you to uh, all the people. What a wonderful little matinee program here. Uh, time for us to shut it down. QFTA Daily continues to January 10th. We've done it again. Uh, from the Longo Big Studios, I'm Tim McKernan. That's Jackson Burkett. Thank you for watching and or listening to the Tim McKernan Show on the Inside STL Podcast Network.